Hi, I'm Betsy Hicks with the South Central New York Dairy and Field Crops team with Cornell Cooperative Extension. This is the series introduction episode of Troubleshooting Herd Health Issues on Your Dairy, a podcast series aimed at looking into health issues on your dairy. This series has less to do with providing answers to problems. We'll be talking more about how to be successful in your investigations. I've been with Cornell Cooperative Extension since 2014, and my background is actually in nutritional consulting. In this series, the other dairy educators and I use our backgrounds to help look into specific areas that contribute to herd health issues. I'm joined by Rob Lynch, herd health and management specialist with the Cornell Pro Dairy Program. Hey Rob, why don't you give our listeners a little bit on your background? Sure, hi Betsy, hi everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, my background, I've, um, I'm a veterinarian and see I had a private practice down in Pennsylvania for eight years and then I worked for 10 years in technical service for Pfizer and Zoetis. And then 2015, I joined Cornell's Pro Dairy Program, where I focus on herd health and management issues on dairies. So this is a pretty interesting topic because we're not really delving into solutions. We're trying to really better understand the, the process of looking into a herd health problem. And what brought about this idea, Betsy? How did it get started? So I talked with the other regional dairy educators and I said, guys, let, let's do something because we get asked a lot of weird stuff <laughs> and there's some thoughtful processes that we go through when we're troubleshooting some of these issues on dairy. So really that's where the idea came from is let's talk about all the weird things we look into when we are faced with a problem that people call us about. Yeah, I mean, it, can, it can be pretty frustrating when you feel like you've really looked into something and can't seem to make it better. And can we somehow just be a little more thorough and deliberate in the steps we take to look into a herd health problem to be more successful? You won't have a, a correct solution if you really don't understand really what's causing the problem in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so many times we work with dairies that are like throwing darts against the wall and they're just having trouble, like really pinpointing the problem. And so we want to give a thought process for, okay, what do we look into first? What are all the other factors that might influence where we look into things? We don't want to just treat a symptom, right? We want to solve the issue or we want to solve the problem that's making either or not as productive as possible or that, that's causing a, a disease or an illness in a group of animals. Well, because these dairies are, they're very complex businesses with so many moving parts, uh, both literally and figuratively, it's rarely one thing. This is the one thing that is why my calves are getting pneumonia or why cows are getting mastitis. It's usually there's several contributing risk factors. And we think we've fixed it by identifying one when if we really took a more thorough look, we'd find that there's probably three or four things that added up to leading to this current problem that we're running into. Yeah, for sure. And often when we get called in to a larger problem, it's not just a, an educator that's trying to delve into an issue. It's really a whole team of people that the farm surrounds themselves with. And really everyone involved in the part of the farm you're investigating should contribute to that investigation. So when we're investigating problems with a diet, I'm going to talk to the feeder. I'm going to find out what the feeder is seeing because maybe they haven't been asked yet. Maybe they're seeing something funny from up in the, the tractor seat as they're delivering feed every day. Definitely going to involve the nutritionist and the vet too. There's a lot of specialized experience out there. 
and an outside perspective can help identify something, but we're also going to make sure that we talk to the people on the farm that are doing the daily tasks. Yeah. I mean, you bring up an excellent point, Betsy. We really have to have everybody involved in that area, not only because you just get a better understanding of really what's all going on here, but these are the same people that are going to be asked to make changes and do things differently and maybe work harder or work smarter or just change a behavior. And I think if you're involved in the solution and asked to contribute to doing things differently, you're more likely to want to do them. And, you know, changing behavior is hard to do. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, humans were creatures of habit and so are our cows, right? And so if we, (laughs) we allow our cows to do what they want to do and we work around what they want to do, I think both of our lives are a lot better. Yeah, it's like I say, issues often go back to what the human's doing. And it's usually not just one thing. It's often a bunch of different things combined that make it a big enough problem that when we finally see it manifested. I mean, over the years, I've run into some common, I call it problem areas around investigating issues. One is that we just assume that these parts over here are fine. And we focus on just some other parts where really you got to turn over every rock. Even if you think this part of the operation, this step in the procedure is fine, just confirm it. It's amazing how often you run into, I, I just assumed that was fine. And it turns out that was the thing that wasn't up to snuff. That reminds me of a really <laughs> awful story that has, you know, some humor to it. Looking back, we had transition cow issues on a farm that I was doing uh, nutrition work on. And like, that's terrifying as the farmer. It's even more terrifying as the nutritionist that could get fired. Right. And come to find out, and this is where I learned some of the things that I use now in my daily life. The feeder was having grain flow issues in the bin and got sick of banging on the bin. So he was only putting in half the grain amount into the transition cow diet. So, you know, had we just gone on assuming everything was fine, we would have figured it out eventually because, you know, projection of order, they would have gotten there. But it's just that, you know, you have to involve everybody. You have to turn over every stone. And we can catch things a lot faster if we are precise on making sure we confirm what's going on. We write down what's happening. We know who's supposed to be doing what, when they did it, and how they did it. You know, a lot of these things are focusing on SOPs, but really this podcast series is focusing on how do we figure out how to turn over the stones. Yeah. And I think especially with herd health issues, and maybe that's just my bias, but I feel like we often don't have the quality control checks in place soon enough in the process to find the problem before we, you know, we don't want the uh, signal of the problem to be a calf getting sick or a calf dying. Uh, we really want that signal to happen way earlier before we start seeing the, the consequences of maybe uh, the colostrum storage refrigerator not holding its temperature. Let's have some quality control checks early on in how we manage health procedures or all procedures on the dairy so we can catch them before they get really expensive. Yeah, for sure. That time is money, right? And the longer we take on figuring out a problem, the more expensive treating gets, the more costly just time is, the longer things go without being addressed. Yeah. Another thing I've run into is we draw false conclusions and it's human nature. We, oh, well, you know, A must be because of B because they happened at the same time. And that may be true, (laughs) but that drawing equivalence to things happening together, it may be incorrect. It may just be nothing but a coincidence. It kind of goes back to a thorough 
consistent investigation process so we don't accidentally come up with the wrong cause and the wrong solution. Right, right. So I guess to wrap things up here for this series introduction, is there any last closing comments you want to leave with people as we move on through this series? Yeah, I guess maybe we, these investigations tend to focus on the negative, like, oh, here are all the things that we're doing wrong. I remember being involved in an advisory meeting years ago down in Pennsylvania and the farm owner said, oh, oh, we're having a, a meeting so everyone can come and tell me how I suck. <laughs> so that's it's really not the mission here. Like, you know, there's so many things going right on the farm, but we tend to just sort of zero in on the negative and the things that aren't working right. Just let's not get ourselves down because of, of all this emphasis on broken peace you know, in the overall dairy. Right, right. We care for dairy cows a lot differently today than we did 50 years ago. So the things we're going to focus on in this series, um, yeah, we'll talk about stocking density and we'll talk about linear water space, but we're really focusing on cow behavior and, and what we do as humans that work with these cows that might screw them up. So we are looking forward to bringing you this series on troubleshooting herd health issues on your dairy, and we hope to hear from you soon. Thanks for listening to this Herd Health Troubleshooting episode. You can find more episodes like this one on the CCE Dairy Educator channel on SoundCloud or on the ProDairy website, along with many other resources. 